0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gibbs Spotlight. My name is Hannah Reed, and I'm a graphic design and social media intern here at the Gibbs College of Architecture. Today, we are celebrating one year of the Gibbs Spotlight by speaking with the one and only Dean Bootzer. He has been the Dean of the College of Architecture, and he's played a major role in the design of the Oklahoma City National Memorial and Museum, the Skydance Bridge, and Scissortelle Park. Dean Bootzer, welcome. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Hannah thanks for inviting me today.
0: Of course, we are so glad we could get you on the podcast with your busy schedule. Uh, so we wanted to go back a little bit and give um, a background of you as a person. So where are you from? And can you tell us a little bit about your life leading up to Gibbs?
1: Yeah, it's always a fun question to, to talk a bit about, you know, from where I come, it, because it's, uh, you know, it's layered as with so many people out there in the world. Uh, you know I was born into a German family in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and spent about a third of my childhood uh, in Germany. Uh, my family went back and forth between Wisconsin and Germany and eventually the Chicago area and Germany uh, through the you know good part of my uh you know younger years uh, visiting family uh, all of our families in Germany, except for the immediate here in the u s And so we, we, you know, learned German. German's my first language. Uh, We spoke it at home all the time. And uh, I felt like, you know, when I was in the U.S. uh, as a kid, I was a German. And when we went to the Sea of the Relatives in Germany, I always felt like an American. And so it was always an interesting question uh, as to, you know, declaring from where I Harold, because I'm sometimes never really sure if I'm from anywhere or perhaps from many places at once.
0: Best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, it really is, and it's and it's opened up a lot of doors for me, Hannah. You know, into the latter part of your question about you know life before Gibbs. Um, you know that kind of uh, dual identity of being part American, part German. Uh, made it easier for my wife and I, for Tori and I, to move to Germany after we got married, after we finished architecture school at the University of Texas, Um, living there for five and a half years, uh, being fluent and having an easier time just getting work in Europe uh, back in the 90s, um, and got some great work experience, and that prepared us to come back to the U.S. for me to go to grad school and prepare to of slide over into, you know, wearing an academic hat as well as the practitioner's hat. And so, you know, coming to OU was kind of a, a plan, uh, certainly in terms of wanting to become a teacher as well.
0: How did you know you wanted to get back into academia?
1: I come from a, a long line of uh, teachers, uh, whether it's at the, you know, kind of K through 12 layer or from the university level, my father uh, taught at the university for 58 years. My uncle uh, uh, re- retired not that long ago. He was a mathematician teaching in Germany at the university. My grandmother was a school teacher. My mother was a school teacher. My sister's a school teacher, and it's just uh, it's in our blood to you know want to be a part of helping, inspire, and then guide. Uh, you know, in a school setting through pedagogy, so it's uh, it's just something I I do with pride and in part also a, a sense of obligation uh, to help bridge and prepare uh, the younger generation for a more successful future.
0: Hmm. Um. Back to architecture. How and when did you first become interested in it?
1: Well, growing up, uh, uh, you know, a good part of my childhood in Germany, we would. Uh, Spend so much time on the road uh, with uh, my uncle and my grandparents in particular. They lived in Aachen, which is in far western Germany, just uh, by the Belgian border. And we would uh, take, you know, either weekend trips, you know, whether it was just, you know, hopping across into Belgium for a couple of days, uh, whether it was Amsterdam or Brugge or uh, Brussels or going up into Holland for a couple of days, but we'd also take longer road trips um, into France, uh, throughout parts of Germany and Switzerland. And it was through those uh, excursions that uh, I came to see how different cultures uh, define the buildings in which they live and commune. And it was easy to start noticing just how differently you know, people who live so closely together uh, could still, you know, do architecture that looks so different. And uh, I took real joy in in, uh, those differences and also uh, real joy in the public spaces that are so lively um, in Europe and part of a Western culture that I'm well acquainted with. And together, those Uh, Fostered to me a a a passion for the built environment, and by the age of fourteen, I realized that uh, maybe architecture or engineering was a path that uh, I would really enjoy.
0: So you went to the University of Texas. Um, You were set on architecture going into it, or did you go back and forth between architecture and engineering while in college?
1: Yeah, great question. So I. You know, at the time uh, that I was uh, in my senior year in high school in the Chicago area, uh, my parents were unsure whether they were going to move to Texas or whether they were going to stay in the Chicago area. And, you know, my dad taught at the University of Chicago at the time. And basically the way it looked uh, was that if I went to the University of Chicago, meaning we weren't moving to Texas, I was likely going to go to UC. And since they didn't have architecture, I was uh, uh, going to go into uh, political science and economics. And uh, and if we were going to move, then I would uh, apply to UT Austin's architecture school. And so, you know, obviously, uh, my life would be very different today if my parents had decided not to move. but I'm certainly glad they did. And I had a great experience as in my undergraduate uh, years at the university of Texas, Austin. Uh, it's a great school, great place to learn about architecture and, and, uh, also very fortunate to, to meet Tori there and, uh, fall in love and start what's, uh, become a 30 year relationship with her.
0: It's really inspiring to see, um, two people make that work. I mean, I've just been reading about, um, I mean, feminist theory and architecture for our theory classes right now. And it's really inspiring the partnership you guys have. If you want to talk a little bit more about your firm that you guys founded together.
1: Yeah, I'd love to share a bit. I, um, You know, Tori and I uh, were really good friends in architecture school. And Would often give each other desk crits, and it was you know purely out of friendship and camaraderie that you know that's typical of architecture students in in school, Um, and you know somewhere in there uh, you know it started to become a little bit more than just uh, friendship, and by the time we graduated uh, with our bachelor of architecture from UT in 1990, uh, her uncle approached us about uh, designing a a deck for his beach house in Pirate's Beach on Galveston Island, and so uh, right out of school, Tori and I found ourselves uh, designing together, um, and you know there being real consequences with that work together, um, and quickly discovered that um, you know we think differently, and the the way we get to where we are heading. Uh, is quite different, um, but the commitment to designing together and and working it out together uh never wavered um, you know and it's and it's never been easy um, in our collaboration. Uh, we do disagree frequently um, and are always reminded of how personal designing can be and how vulnerable a person can feel when they're putting their design idea out there and suddenly getting feedback from you know someone very close that hey maybe your maybe your design uh, could be a lot better <laughs> and so um you know like i said for over 30 years now we've been uh, collaborating um and uh, you know it's taken those 30 years to to better understand each other it's it's you know, they call it a practice for a reason. Um uh you never really feel we certainly never feel like we know exactly what the other one's gonna say and how the other's gonna react, but but we can say that um uh every day is different and every day we are reminded of, of being open minded uh to one another and, and that definitely plays well with then being prepared to being open minded as you collaborate with your you know, colleagues, whether they're arch- uh, fellow architects, interior designers, landscape architects, planners, contractors, and so forth. Uh, but then also, of course, uh, with your clients and the people that you hope will enjoy your building or place that you're creating.
0: So, with the firm that you've both founded, are there shared design principles that you try to um, implement in every one of your designs or showcase?
1: Absolutely. Um, we we you know we very much uh are always thinking about uh designing places for people. Um, you know there uh, there is no point in investing all these resources, um, that it takes to to build buildings or to create places of, of significance, um, if if we aren't premiating you know keeping it the number one priority. Uh, the joy and well-being of those uh, who may use and participate in these spaces that we design. So we're very, very dialed in. We, we are always observing um, how people use space. Uh, we're always, uh, we always travel as much as we can to try and get a better handle on how different people use uh, certain places, right? And, and over time, you begin to realize that, you know, it's dangerous to make generalities. You know, you really have to take time to, uh, to study a community, to study a client, um, and to study the place in which they're inhabiting so that um, what we end up designing uh, is fulfilling. It's uplifting to people. Um, it's something that helps anchor them to a certain place. And it, and it makes them feel, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot these days about belonging um, and places of equity uh that's that's always been a priority for for Tori and me, and uh that really is still the driving uh force uh, between behind all of our work you know we we want people to feel that they they can anchor themselves establish that z axis uh within our work
0: mm-hmm. um so is there a project that you're most proud of that you've done recently or in the past?
1: yeah i i would say um certainly in there are more recent collaborations uh the uh scissor tail park cafe building and ensemble of pavilions um we started that project in two thousand and nine and the you know it only officially dedicated in september of two thousand nineteen and um you know we we spent years and years on that project and designing and developing our ideas. Um, and we, you know, we argued a lot, um, <laughs> really argued a lot over, over the designs and over the detailing. And, um, it's, uh, it, but it feels so good to to see it finished. And we both, you know, you know, when we, we see the finished buildings, these pavilions, these, these, uh, places of belonging in that downtown park, we are filled with a great sense of pride and accomplishment um, and, uh, and recognize that the perseverance, you know, the commitment to each other, but also wanting to do, you know, the best possible uh, places of shelter for uh, our city, for Oklahoma city, for central Oklahoma, you know, that would stand for, for decades. Um, we just, came away feeling so proud of, of how things turned out. And, you know, it made us feel even better when when the uh, American Institute of Architects uh, 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 recognized uh, the Scissortail Park Cafe and pavilions with an honor award. Um, it, it became kind of a, a second layer of validation after just seeing how, how much the community uh, loves the pavilions and the park.
0: Congratulations um, on that honor. Um, with it being from 2009 to 2019, were you able to discern any changes in your own design philosophy from then?
1: That's a great question. I I would say yes, um, and it has to do with you know over time this growing appreciation for the human scale in architecture. Um, it's easy when you're getting started in architecture, to be thinking more about, you know, the form of things, what things look like, you know, Uh, you know, is it going to take a great photograph? Um, You know, and, and, you know, it's almost thinking of it more as an object as opposed to a place of anchoring. And uh, over the decade that we were working on Scissortail Park, I think we can see in ourselves, and certainly in the in the completed uh, ensemble of pavilions, uh, that evolution, uh, moving uh, what initially started as as building forms uh, to uh, uh, places and spaces uh, anchored uh, by this uh, thoughtful built structure.
0: Thank you for that explanation. I definitely can see that. I mean, being an architecture major myself, freshman year, it's a lot of thinking about things as objects. And as I've gone forward with the curriculum, it's a lot more how to be a person in a space and how to be empathetic to people. And that's just so critical to design.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it requires a great sense of maturity in a lot of ways. Um, You know, as when we think of buildings as form, you know, it, probably becomes far too personal and potentially limiting. Uh, but the more we envision uh, others, uh, you know, as in, in building a relationship to that uh, place, that space, uh, you, you have to learn to let go and to create a little bit more, you know, what I sometimes call forgiveness in the architecture uh, as a means to ensure that more people could relate uh, to that space.
0: Absolutely. So, you've been dean at the college for how many years?
1: Well, I started out as spring uh, or late winters of 2016 as interim dean, and was. And you there.
0: were a professor long before that, weren't you?
1: Yeah. So I've I've been at OU for 21 years now, um, and it's been an amazing ride. Um, but uh, you know, I became director of the division of architecture in 2013. And then um, uh, following the uh, uh, the unfortunate passing of, of Dean Graham, uh, President Boren and the regents asked me to step in as, as interim dean in, in 2016. Um, and it was only in 2017 then that I was uh, named uh, 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 dean and removed the title of interim.
0: So was it an easy decision to um, accept the dean position?
1: It was not an easy uh, decision. Um, uh, Never in my career did I seek uh, administrative roles. Uh, My passion has always been as an architect who loves to teach. Um, And so it it was a very challenging uh, proposition uh, when I was first approached to serve as director of the Division of Architecture because it meant that I would have to... uh, begin to let go of of my role as practicing architect and the sense of obligation I feel there you know not only to my my dreams uh but also you know knowing that you know by shifting to an ad- administrative role um all the people who worked in our firm and you know whose livelihoods uh, uh my leadership helped support uh could be at risk and so uh, but Uh, you know, accepted the the challenge, and it certainly hasn't been easy to manage on the personal side, but at the same time, my love for OU and my love for this College of Architecture has has only grown, and uh, as a result, I've I've accepted these challenges first as director and now as dean, um, knowing that it would all be at the expense of of my ability to practice, uh, in a way that I always dreamed of. Um, but the, but the trade-off is so worth it. Um, it feels so good to see the success the college is having. Um, you know, we've, we've doubled our endowment in the last five years, um, and, uh, enrollments, uh, are up by 60%. And it, it, you know, it's certainly my hope that all of our graduates, uh, are experiencing when they're here at the Gibbs College, but also after they graduate, that they, they really feel like they're at the college uh, during a really great uh, time in history. Um, you know, we are prospering as a college. Uh, the faculty have never been stronger. Uh, the research of the faculty has never been more focused. Uh, and the students uh, are just so incredibly sharp and, and really hungry. Uh, hungry to learn and find ways to leverage uh, their skills to 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 build more flourishing uh, and supportive communities.
0: So you kind of touched on it just now, but how do you think that the college has changed since you came on as a professor versus director versus dean?
1: Yeah, it's it's we've definitely been evolving. Um, you know, I've I uh uh you know as as a young faculty you you observe, you know, uh, all these years of how the college has worked. And you think a bit about, you know, what's working well, what do you wish could be even better? And and when I was suddenly confronted with the opportunity to serve as director, I realized that I had this unique opportunity to act on on those things that I had been observing for the previous 13 years. and um, And so that sense of obligation to really you know, take action and try and bring about the kind of changes that that I'd always hoped for, and that I knew that many of my faculty colleagues had always hoped for. And so uh, here we are, trying to to grow the sense of transparency uh, of how the college operates, whether it's its finances, whether it's just overall strategic uh, decisions. Um, you know, it's it's quite historic uh, what we're where we are now. Um, and I think everyone benefits from that. Uh, the confidence is building in, in how we're structured and how we make decisions. Um, but even more importantly, the the opportunity for everyone to feel like and to realize they really do have a voice, um, I think is becoming uh, uh, more prevalent. Um, you can never stop listening uh, when you're a leader. Um, mm-hmm. you really, uh, it's... Um, and. Uh, and to you know, you have to be a responsive leader, and, and so it's certainly something that I'm trying to do uh, as I grow into this role. Um, and uh, I certainly feel fortunate um, to get to act on so many of these opportunities.
0: So you also mentioned that you wear many hats, and that sometimes it's hard to juggle them. Do you have any um advice i mean that you wish you yourself could take or for other students
1: well I, I uh you know i I have no regrets I start there um you know all the decisions that I've made and opportunities that uh, others have provided me i've 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 seized and sought to to leverage uh to you know to help others Um, that's, that's something that was deeply ingrained in me as a child, seeing my parents and, and all that they've tried to do to serve others. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I would, and I do encourage my own children, um, to not let themselves, uh, try and take on too much, um, that there is, there is a beauty in, in just being focused and, and. You know, dig deep and, you know, uh, just stay in one place for a while and, and try to do one or two things you know, really well. Um, that's probably a far better strategy than trying to do too many things somewhat well. So that's uh, that would be my <laughs> advice, you know, maybe keep it a little bit simpler than that. perhaps I've been uh, doing as of late.
0: I mean, this year has been quite the exception to the norm, I think, Um, and all the different roles our faculty and students have had to take on being online tech experts and um, spending all your time at home with your animals and learning how to interact with them when you usually leave during the day. Um, So we're wrapping up on time here, but do you have any advice for prospective students that are looking at joining the College of Architecture?
1: My advice to to students uh, considering joining the Gibbs College is that, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, college is a time to to discover, um, and you know, our college, the Gibbs College, offers you know these seven different programs, uh, all neatly and 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 professionally related, and across. These seven programs uh, are countless opportunities uh, for potential students to find themselves. Um, there's no one way to practice architecture or practice as a uh, interior designer, landscape architect, planner, uh, environmental designer, or or contractor or urban designer. Um, you know, there's so many ways in which you can find yourself uh, and and be yourself. Uh, within any one of of the disciplines offered by a college and if there's one thing our communities need today uh, and that is uh, you know more planners designers and builders uh, who come from a wider range of backgrounds so perhaps the 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 most important uh, message that i could share with uh, prospective students of the gibbs college is that The Gibbs College, with its seven programs, offers many, many opportunities for uh, individuals from a wide range of backgrounds to find themselves. Um, You know, when we seek to design places of equity, places of belonging, you know, to plan, design and build these places, it's so important that those who are doing the planning, designing and building, uh, that they come from different backgrounds. Um, that's, I think, the best way in which we can ensure that uh, not only do, will our students find their own place and, and discover and reach their own potential, uh, but to do so knowing that, that their perspective is helping make it easier for others uh, with their own range of perspectives uh, to get to participate in all the benefits uh, of the built environment.
0: And do you have any advice for current students?
1: Uh, persevere and remember that uh, certainly what 2020 and 2021 have taught us is uh, that that nothing is certain um, and that we need to always be willing to learn, to be willing to adapt, uh, to keep our heads up, chin up. Um, you know, the, the needs of communities across the globe haven't changed. Uh, the world needs us more than ever. Um, and so whatever, you know, life or COVID or whatever else it might be, all the other surprises of life uh, that, that are thrown towards us in our paths, uh, stick it out. Uh, you have value. Uh, the world needs you. Um, and, and just keep reaching your potential.
0: And lastly, what's something you're proud to have seen happen within the field since you joined or something you look forward to seeing happen within the field?
1: The thing I'm most excited about, um, you know, to have seen evolve over the last, you know, thirty, thirty-five years of of, of being in the design professions is, is I see more and more how important uh, the planners, designers, and builders uh, are trying to respect the viewpoint of people who are going to use our buildings, our communities, these spaces that we're working on. Um, when I was in school, it, it was there was an awful lot of theories uh, being uh, circulating around, and a lot of obsession over the shape of buildings. Um, but there wasn't enough conversation about, you know, for whom do we build? And I'm just beyond happy uh, to see the, the disciplines evolve to this point. You know, having grown up in a house of, with parents who uh, studied anthropology, you know, the study of people and their cultures and their values, um, it's very gratifying to see how my disciplines of choice have evolved to, to truly value uh, cultures and and perspectives of, of people.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great talking with you.
1: Well, thank you, Hannah. And I'm I'm Thrilled uh, to have been invited to share as part of Gibbs Spotlight. And, you know, it's a big kudo to you and the rest of your team and and to Dr. Angela Person who who leads this team, uh, and all the other Gibbs Spotlights that uh, you've created so far and posted on the Gibbs website. Um, it's, you know, the Gibbs is about people. And the Gibbs Spotlight is just a wonderful way to, to recognize uh, the many individuals and the many perspectives that make who we are here at the Gibbs.